welcome to the Mid-City Church Sermon Cast. We're so glad you're here. As you listen today, I invite you to text the word HERE, H-E-R-E, to the phone number 225-307-0662. You can let us know that you're here by filling out a Connect card that will be texted back to you when you text that number. You will also see options to give, and I encourage you to do that as well. We're so glad you're here, and I know this message will bless you. Get ready, because the sermon begins now. Happy New Year. I hope your 2022 is off to a great start, and we're at the very least that 22 hasn't disappointed you just yet, considering it's only been about a week. But let me ask you something. Have you made any New Year's resolutions yet? Maybe you hope to work out more often, or you hope to lose weight, or maybe you hope to read more books. Maybe you hope to travel more, or maybe this is the year you hope to finally find yourself. Have you made any New Year's resolutions yet? Honestly, I stopped making New Year's resolutions a long time ago because I rarely go through with them. Sure, I can go to the gym and eat healthier and uh, make time to read more books for at least a while, but I only followed through for about a month, if that. In fact, I read an article just yesterday that most people tend to keep their New Year's resolutions for about 36 days. That's just a little over a month. So the, the, the trend says, right, if, if you make a New Year's resolution, you're probably only going to go through with it for about a month. Truth be told, in my life, sometimes uh, something always happens throughout the year that I slowly uh, start being less and less committed to my resolution. And eventually, what ends up happening is that by the end of the year, I realize that I failed at, at keeping this resolution. And I tell myself that next year, I'll do better. But let's be real. Next year, nothing changes. At, at least not for me. So I just decided a couple years ago that I'm going to quit making New Year's resolutions. Now... Don't get me wrong, I love the idea of a New Year's resolution. I I did some research uh, on this this week just to make sure that I fully understood what a resolution was, and I learned that at its core, a New Year's resolution, or a resolution in general, is about continuing good habits in your life, or potentially getting rid of bad habits in your life, right? So it's about creating transformation in your life. uh, It's it's about um, uh, causing something different to happen in your life. So what, what, what I have decided to, to de- the way I've decided to define a resolution is it's about uh, making ourselves better by convincing ourselves that if we just try something for 365 days, it'll stick. But again, let me ask you and be honest about this. How often has that really worked for you? My guess is that uh, New Year's resolutions rarely, if ever, work out. So... What do we do if New Year's resolutions don't work and there's something about us, uh, a practice or a habit or maybe even the way we look at ourselves in the mirror that we don't like? What do we do if there's something we want to change and New Year's resolutions don't work? Well, there's good news. There is an alternative, one that I think is way better than a resolution because it's actually doable and actually has the ability to create long-term change in our lives. You want to know what it is? We get a glimpse of this in um, Acts chapter 2, verses 41 through 42. Listen to what it says. So those who welcomed Peter's message were baptized, and that day about 3,000 persons were added to the church. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Now, let me explain what's happening here. 
this large crowd gathered to hear Peter preach. And he preached about stuff like um, forgiveness of sins. And he talked about how lives can be transformed or they just give their lives to Jesus, right? He gave this beautiful sermon. And we know this because scripture tells us that after Peter finished preaching, over 3,000 people decided to be baptized and give their lives to Jesus and become part of the church. Now, from this moment forward, we're told that these these new believers, these 3,000 followers, devoted themselves, they committed themselves to listening to the apostles teach, uh, to fellowship. They committed to um, spending time with one another, to breaking bread together, which included communion and just sharing meals in general. And they even committed themselves to praying. You see, for these 3,000 people who gave their lives to Jesus that day, who, who decided to uh, get baptized that day, Peter preached something to them that sparked a longing within them to live differently. Something happened to them that day that they wanted to experience transformation in their lives. And and again, we know this because uh, once Peter uh, finished preaching, uh, they decided to start living differently, right? Scripture tells us uh, they got baptized and they devoted themselves, I'm going to say this again, to uh, the disciplines of uh, listening to the apostles teach, to fellowship, to breaking bread, and to prayer. See, they knew that if they wanted to experience the type of transformation that Peter was preaching about, then they would have to practice their spiritual disciplines. See, if you want to experience transformation in your life this year, then like the early believers, you and I also have to practice spiritual disciplines. Now, before you roll your eyes at me and tell me that there are things in your life that won't get better through churchy stuff, just hear me out. I completely get your hesitancy. Spiritual disciplines don't help with our financial issues or our relationship issues or even with the way we see ourselves in the mirror, right? But what if I told you they actually do? Seriously, spiritual disciplines can genuinely create change in our lives in a way that nothing, not even the perfect New Year's resolution can. But in order for these spiritual disciplines to do that, we have to truly understand what a spiritual discipline is and what it looks like. So let's start there. Yes, the traditional understanding of a spiritual discipline is to go to church every week, it's to pray before every meal, it's to read your Bibles as often as possible. I can go on and on and on with a list of churchy spiritual disciplines, right? In fact, I have a whole book that contains about a hundred different spiritual disciplines that you can practice. And there's stuff like Lectio Divina, which is reading your Bible and listening to what words stand. I mean, there's so many different practices called spiritual disciplines. And trust me, I have used many of these, and um, I can vouch for them. They, they do uh, help. They do make things different in our lives. They, they do create transformation in our lives. But these uh, churchy spiritual disciplines are not the extent of what a spiritual discipline is. See, spiritual disciplines are much deeper than that. Spiritual disciplines are things or experiences that can point us towards God. Spiritual disciplines are things or experiences through which we begin to hear the voice of God tearing down false narratives that we've created about ourselves or the world around us. Spiritual disciplines are things or experiences that help us to live a Jesus-centered life in the midst of a world that that pressures us to just assimilate to, to, to worldly ways. Spiritual disciplines are about becoming aware of God's presence in our lives and finding meaning and purpose via that presence. Spiritual disciplines are about living our lives in such a way that truly reflects who we were meant to be. In short, 
Spiritual disciplines are about knowing that God is present in every single moment of our days and having the ability to just notice that presence. In her book, The Next Right Thing, uh, author Emily Freeman says this about spiritual disciplines. She says, anything can be a spiritual discipline when we recognize the presence of God. Now, there's two things I want you to notice about this quote. First, she says that anything can be a spiritual discipline. Now, I want you to think about that. Anything can be a spiritual discipline. That means that while going to worship and reading your script, uh, your Bible, reading scripture, saying prayers, the, the, while all of those are spiritual disciplines, it also means that things like sleeping in, going for a walk, driving around town, coloring, putting a puzzle together, and even going shopping can all also be spiritual disciplines. There's a caveat though. Did you catch what she said? Listen to the second part of this quote. Listen to the second part of this quote as I read it again. Anything can be a spiritual discipline when we recognize the presence of God. See, for Freeman, anything can be a spiritual discipline as long as this thing, this experience, whatever it may be, points us to God. And this actually makes total sense. I mean, think about it. If God created everything, then wouldn't everything naturally reflect back to God, to, to its creator? Now, think about your favorite artist, your musician, or, or your favorite actor. Pretty much everything they create is similar, right? You can just listen or see a little bit of it and you know who it is. I mean, every Adam Sandler movie is the same, right? Every Picasso painting is pretty much the same. Every Adele song sounds pretty much the same. I mean, everything that we create points back to the creator, which means that because everything in this world was created by God, then everything in this world points back to God. And if we're intentional and we pay close enough attention, we can find the presence of God in just about everything. Let me give you an example. I'm convinced that everybody has a pair of jeans that fits just right. You know what I'm talking about, right? A couple months ago, I tried putting on some old jeans that used to be those jeans. It was a, the, the perfect pair of jeans that I used to wear all the time. But when I put them on, they were a little too tight. So I did something that, depending on who you ask, was either really dumb or really smart. I hung them up on a towel rack in my bathroom so that I could see them every day. And the hope was that in seeing them hanging in the bathroom every day, uh, that I would um, somehow uh, be inspired to work out more, to eat healthier, so that I could fit in them again. But that definitely didn't happen. Can you guess what happened instead? I started feeling bad about myself. Having that constant reminder there, I started hating the way I looked because I couldn't fit in them. I would get mad at myself whenever I skipped a workout or whenever I decided to sleep in instead of going for a walk. And just having these jeans hanging in my bathroom, they led me to create a very negative view of myself. Well, a couple of weeks later, I decided to go to the store and uh, buy a pair of pants that actually fit. And you know what happened? I started feeling a lot better about myself. I'll never forget the first time I put those jeans on and I looked in the mirror and I thought, I look good. And the more I looked in the mirror, the more I thought to myself that maybe all of those negative things I had said about myself were just a false narrative. That they were just a bunch of lies that I had made up about myself. Because surely, the person who God sees is a person I see in the mirror right now and not the person I saw in the mirror a couple weeks ago. See, in that moment, as I looked at myself in the mirror, I was redirected towards the narrative that God has about me. And I was able to leave that, that destructive negative one behind. 
See, in that moment, wearing better pants became a spiritual discipline for me. Because as I paid close attention to what was happening, my heart leaned towards God again. You see, I think Freeman hit the nail on the head in this quote. Anything can be spiritual when we recognize the presence of God. I have become convinced that just like reading my Bible and going to worship and uh, praying are all spiritual disciplines, wearing better pants is also a spiritual discipline. See, the pants that didn't fit, they created a false, ugly narrative. And if I have a false, ugly, bad narrative about myself, then what I'm really doing is questioning God's ability to create because I'm, I'm saying that God messed up when God created me. But when I wore the better pants, I started to love myself again. And in so doing, I was reminded that I was wonderfully and fearfully made by God, that I am not defined by looks or by whether or not a, a pair of jeans fits just right. See, wearing better pants uh, is a spiritual discipline because the better fitting pants reminded me that only God gets to define who I am and not some pants. Ultimately, wearing better pants pointed me back to God, and that's what the spiritual disciplines are supposed to do. Now look, I know this sounds really cheesy, but think about it. What are some things in your life that redirect you towards God? Maybe playing music after a long day, a bad day, redirects your attention towards God. Maybe reading a book and sipping on some hot chocolate redirects your attention towards God. Maybe going for a walk after a long day at work redirects your attention towards God. Maybe taking a nap whenever you start to feel overwhelmed redirects your attention to God. You see, literally everything has the power to redirect our attention towards God, which means that pretty much everything has the ability to become a spiritual discipline. We just have to allow it to redirect our attention to God. We have to be willing to notice ourselves being redirected to God through anything. So here's my challenge for you. This year, instead of making a New Year's resolution that you're probably going to fail at keeping, focus on uncovering spiritual disciplines. Focus on noticing God's God speaking to you through both very intentional practices like going to church and prayer and reading your Bible, but also through the mundane everyday things like going for a walk or wearing better pants. And I'm willing to bet that if we're intentional about allowing everything to become a spiritual discipline in our lives, that by the end of next of this year, we will have allowed ourselves to become the version of ourselves that God has created us to be. So that's my challenge to you. Go and find spiritual disciplines living all around. If you want to go deeper into this conversation, I'm going to invite you to text the word GROW, G-R-O-W, to the number 225-307-0662, and you'll receive a home sheet. And this home sheet is going to include the scriptures uh, from today. It's going to include some questions to think about, and it's even going to include a challenge for you to live out this week. Listen, discipleship doesn't have to happen in the church. If we reimagine the way it looks like, it can happen anywhere. So my hope is that this podcast today is helping you take a step in that direction. Hey, remember, I love you, God loves you, and there's nothing you can do about it. I'll see you next week.